Brooks. Welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. They come from all corners of the world, and they descend on towns everywhere. Burlington, North Carolina. Idaho Falls, Idaho. Lexington, Kentucky. Wilmington, Delaware. Springdale, Arkansas. Papillion, Nebraska. And Kansas City, Missouri. What do all these men have in common? They work together to win. It's time to talk to another Royal on Clubhouse Conversation. And welcome to the place where we talk to all your favorite current and former Royals players on Clubhouse Conversation. It's Davo year-round every week. Current and former Royals players bookmark us also for post-game chatter at clubhouseconversation.com, at Royals Clubhouse on Twitter, and Clubhouse Conversation on Facebook. You can also subscribe on iTunes. Today, actually tonight, we speak with you here on this Wednesday evening. The Omaha Storm Chasers are off, so I thought it was about time that we made a call to our old friend Aaron Brooks, who we've seen up in Kansas City both during last year, obviously, 2014, and just this past Saturday against the Yankees here during the 2015 season. Aaron Brooks, who has been pitcher of the year two times during his minor league stints with the Royals, originally drafted by KC back in 2011 in the ninth round, a strike thrower, and to me, Aaron Brooks has really taken off since he had that heartbreaking performance against the Toronto Blue Jays last year, last May. It was tough watching that. Obviously, for all of Royals Nation, we all knew Aaron's much better than that, and he's showing it again from that point on, coming back to help lead Omaha to the PCL championship, You know, throwing the two-hit shutout in the clinching game, and coming back this year with a nice 1-2-3 outing in KC. And even more than that is the fact that his strikeout numbers are way up this year in Omaha. If you go back and look at him, very encouraging. The best strikeout numbers we've seen from Aaron since 2011 in Idaho Falls. And I would say that, I don't know, the competition might just be a hair better at AAA than it is in rookie ball. So that's great news to see from Aaron Brooks. And he joins us now from Omaha on Clubhouse Conversation. Aaron, first of all, it's good to catch up with you again, and how's everything going? Uh, great, man. Just uh, hanging out here in Omaha and uh, getting ready to start a homestand. And I'm starting the first game here back home, so uh, just getting the mind right and getting ready for a start tomorrow. Yeah, you just you guys just flew back into Omaha, what, this morning? It was like a 5.30 a.m. travel time or something like that? How'd that go for you? Yeah, it was a uh, pretty early morning. We had a bus from uh, from the hotel to the airport at four in the morning, and then we got got in through Chicago, had a stop there, and then uh, got in at around eleven thirty the day, and been hanging out today. It's been kind of gloomy, so it didn't do much. Yeah, I was gonna. So is AAA travel like always? I mean, can't they ever leave at like eleven? Is it always like six a.m., seven a.m.? It seems like. Yeah, well, normally if we have a game that day, then they want us to take the first one out. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, obviously today we had an off day. So, for whatever reason, we were still in the first one. But Yeah, well, <laughs> get the body clock used to it, I guess. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so so speaking of travel then, so, I mean, for someone like you then, I mean, you've been up and down uh, the last, you know, year several times, obviously. Does that make it tough on you to find a good place to live? Are you kind of just living out of hotels right now? Uh, well, yeah, that's a that's a question my uh, myself and my girlfriend talk about every now and then when the moves do when the moves do happen. But uh, I mean, right now I got a, a a lease out here in Omaha, you know, for for the season because it's not that far from Kansas City, and you know, going up and down, I figure uh, why not have something, you know, here. So uh, I, I have that place here and. And then the off season, the previous years, I'd been staying with my parents back in California. Uh, but I think this year, um, 
probably going to get a place closer to spring training in Arizona and, and have a place to work out there and, and uh, get better over the offseason as well. Yeah, very, very cool. Is, is, is she living with you now then? Yeah, she is. She's very from cool. out here in Omaha and, and – uh, yeah, she's out here with me. Okay, cool. So you, you met her in Omaha. That's kind of cool. So, I mean, there's one good thing about being down in, in AAA versus the big leagues, right? The family, somebody can do your laundry, you know, in-laws cook for you, or future in-laws maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's a plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are, are, when you're in KC, are you pretty much just down in the plaza or something, staying down here? Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, well, since I've been, or when I've been out in KC, it's been uh, less than seven days, so I just usually stay in the hotel for the, for the seven days, but it's less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so obviously, you know, pretty much, well, not pretty much, you know everybody on the Major League roster up here. You care deeply about the team. I mean, how close are you following the KC games? I know there in Omaha you get pretty much all of them, and you're, you're playing during the games, obviously. I mean, do you DVR them ever or watch the replays late at night after your, after your games up there? Uh, yeah, sometimes. I mean, uh, I'll throw on ESPN, not intentionally just to watch whatever, you know, but uh, I'll catch them on the TV or through uh, Twitter or whatever, and uh and keep in contact with them, yeah. I mean, it's, I do have a few close buddies up there, but they also uh, they also have their jobs that they need to do as well. So, so uh, you know, while I'm up there, it's definitely definitely nice to be around them. But down here, I don't really don't really communicate much. Yeah, makes sense. There's a lot of people involved. So now, so let's get back to today a little bit later. But I want to kind of go back and get to know you better from growing up. So let's go all the way back to Cajun High School there in San Bernardino. You graduated in 2008. So we got to make sure we mention the facts since you're a pitcher and you love to talk about your hitting, I'm sure. You are the school career leader in wins, but also in home runs as well. So you know, you, you, we got to give your you know power a little plug there. Are you, are you still a decent hitter these days? Uh yeah, well, first thing, it's, it's actually Cajon, not Cajun. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> um, just just for the record, no big deal. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, hitting, I mean, I haven't hit since, I think, my freshman year of college. Um, so it's been a few years. But, yeah, I mean, I I used to love to swing it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, so what position were you playing when you weren't in the mound? Then? You know, where were you playing on the field then in high school? Uh, I would usually play third. I mean, sometimes first, but it would usually be third. And was it pretty obvious to you that your pitching was ahead of your hitting at that age? Uh, actually, high school, no. I mean, I was more focused on just on just playing the game and hitting. And I found myself at third a lot more because you know I only pitched once every every so often. It wasn't every game in high school, so huh. um, like it would be a summer ball or whatever. So, um, so I mean, I was at third a lot, and and I did hit pretty well. So it wasn't so about my senior year of high school to freshman year of college that I actually started deciding, all right, well, I guess I can throw a little bit, too. Yeah, well, I mean, you're blessed with pinpoint control. That's been obvious, you know, at every level. But, you know, so obviously it's hard work. It's not just being blessed with something. You worked hard to get everything you have. I mean, when you look back, who are some of the people who really helped you? You know, you hear like Nolan Ryan throwing through the through the tires in his backyard for his control. I mean, was there drills you did growing up? Was there, you know, your dad, your your mom, your your coaches? Who really helped you the most with your pitching and, and, and control in particular? Uh, I, I honestly, I think it was my dad. I mean, I know he uh... – he was the first one to put a baseball in my hand. He played college baseball and ended up hurting his arm, and and so he uh, he didn't he didn't ever force me, you know, to play baseball. But he definitely put a hand, a ball in my hand, and uh, we'd always play catch in the backyard, and you know. But like I said, once I actually figured out that I can, I can you know get on the mound as well. It wasn't until I was, you know, already seventeen, sixteen, seventeen, and I actually 
started just so I mean actually with helping me on the mound I would say my dad would just throw me all the you know the finger tips and what, what to throw how to throw a pitch this and that but I mean I would go out there with my uh, with my college coach and because uh, I had known him before I, I had gotten into college and and seen him around and stuff and just worked with him and worked with a couple other uh I guess at the time MLB guys that pitching mechanic type guys that that uh, I know the I think the Rays were sending to and down in San Diego and a couple of little pitching coaches here and there but definitely I mean it wasn't just one uh, one single drill or anything yeah yeah well so you stayed at home there uh, went to Cal State San Bernardino there you were roommates with uh, Chappie who we talked to a few weeks ago at Northwest Arkansas Ethan Chapman you lived with him at least yeah. one year I don't according to the media guide who knows but you know what made you choose to go to college there and then uh, you know your favorite memories of playing there um well I, at a high school I didn't really have the best of grades and uh, it seemed like all the D1 guys uh, or the schools that wanted me to go there uh, didn't really have much to offer when it came to to um, any, you know, paying for school or anything like that. So I got an offer that was, you know, the campus was two minutes away from my, my home, and uh, they offered to give me a full ride. So I said, you know what? I mean, some baseball is better than no baseball, so I might as well take it. And uh, and got some schooling paid for as well. And, and uh, but being two, two minutes, three minutes away from my house, I mean, it wasn't a... Uh, I don't see it as a normal college lifestyle. It was more just home, school, back to home versus, you know, the dorm rooms and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Might have helped you stay more focused, though, that way, too, which is good. So as a freshman, you, you hit yeah. the ground running. Freshman of the year in the state of Cali in 2009. As a junior, you had a 274. You were third in the nation in walks per nine innings as well. So now also, what, what were you studying there? What, you know, what would you be doing if you weren't playing baseball? What was your degree? Uh, I was trying to get my degree in kinesiology. I didn't quite finish it, but I was studying kinesiology. Yikes, that's a hard major. Lots of papers with that, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So is, is, is that around the time, too? I'm sure, I mean, now you got the point guard, Aaron Brooks. Is that the time where you got the NFL quarterback? Did you get a lot of those jokes growing up about the Aaron Brooks, the Saints, and all that good stuff, too, around that time? Oh, yeah. There's definitely there's definitely a few Aaron Brooks that were getting thrown out here and there. <laughs> now, now you, uh, you kind of know how Will Smith feels, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, so, you know, luckily you didn't have to worry about the, the degree. You know, you so the Royals select you then. It's the ninth round, 2011. But before we talk about the draft then, let's let's talk about the whole scouting process. So, uh, you know, Scott Groot, is that how you say that? Groot is a grut. Groot, I think, yeah, right? Yeah, it's Groot. Groot. Yeah. So he is kind of the scout that, you know, helped, helped discover you and helped sign you back in 2011. Were the Royals kind of the team that showed the most interest? And, and do you remember seeing them a lot at your games while you were in college? Uh, it's funny, actually, I didn't really remember seeing Groot or, or uh, anybody else really at the games as much as I did see a few other teams, but um, they were the only team that had, you know, Scott did come into the house and uh, sat down with just uh, him and I in my living room and had a conversation for about a half an hour, 45 minutes, and, and uh, he ended up taking off, but uh, that was the only team, they were the only team that... Uh, Showed that much interest in me in that aspect, but um, there's a, there's a few other teams for sure as well. Huh. But, uh, I think yeah, the Royals, in my eyes, I mean, coming into the house and, and really getting to know me was was pretty cool. 
Now, so draft day itself, where were you at? You know, who was with you? And then, I mean, were you just completely shocked the Royals took you, or were you did you kind of have an idea it was coming? Uh, I somewhat had an idea it was coming. I just didn't know who it was going to be. Um, I had an advisor at the time, my agent now, um, Andy Shaw. He was uh, pretty much basically saying, you know, the first day probably wasn't looking looking likely. So, you know, be ready for the next, the second day, and um, and expect the call. You know, you deserve it, and this and that. So I said, all right, cool. And you know, lo and behold, my my family's really close knit, and they all invited uh, probably about twenty of us over there over to the house early morning, and we were just hanging out. And all of a sudden, my name came out onto the uh, computer screen, and family went nuts. So it was, it was definitely a crazy day. Yeah, for sure. Well, you, so you sign and you start off hit the ground running there with Idaho Falls in 2011. So you're a pi- you know a Pioneer League All Star. You were second in ERA, second in innings as well. So I mean, when you think back to that, you know, that first what two months there in the Pioneer League, you know, what what memories stick out to you right now? Uh, I mean, those were those were the uh, the long bus ride and the uh, the crazy little town um, days there for sure. But I think um, just getting my feet wet with just playing with guys that I've never played with before, never heard of. Um, you know, they got Latin guys down there too that we weren't, I'm not used to seeing in college. Um, and just getting that atmosphere, having the, you know, the, the subpar hotels that we were staying at. <laughs> um, and uh, like I said, the long bus rides and, and uh, just really building some character there to, to uh, get to where I'm at now. Do you remember a, a particular hotel that was the worst, or what town it was in, or anything? Any any particular moments that stick out with you know rough travel or hotels? Um, I do know that there was one. I think it was in Great Falls. I want to say Wyoming or Montana. Yeah, it's out there in, in the middle of nowhere. Just it, it was definitely a little sketchy. I guess I could say <laughs> that's great. But I don't want to go into too much detail for their sake. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I think it was. I think it was Whit Merrifield last year. Somebody told me last year. I think it was him that when they, when they were in Burlington, Iowa, that there was like a, a, a girl being held captive, like as a hostage, next door, like the whole like a, for a month, and they didn't find out till later. Did you ever hear about that? Well, no, I don't think that. I don't think I was in that situation. But <laughs> yeah. that's, that's unfortunate. For yeah, sure. yeah, I think things ended up okay. So, but you know, small town right. baseball at its finest, man. So, 2012, right. you move up to Kane County. Uh, your fourth in innings, fifth in strikeout. So Kane County, what about that summer? Uh, that was awesome. You know, I, I uh, was really fortunate to have um, a good host family take me in and uh, really, you know, show me everything in and out of Chicago and Illinois and all that. And and um, that was the first full season, you know, so that was – I didn't really know what I was getting myself into as far as, you know, how many games are in a, in a year and, a lot different than college, not throwing, you know, starting to throw every five days versus once a week for college. And, and uh, but yeah, that summer was, was a lot of fun, man. Was, I had a couple fishing trips with some of the teammates and uh, had a lot of, a lot of big prospects on that team as well. We were pretty good. Well, did you work with Brower that year too, that year and at Arkansas the next year? Yeah, exactly. That was uh I first met with him in Kane County, and then it was Arkansas the next year. Yeah, I've I've, I've heard just immense things about him as well. I remember watching him pitch. That's how old I am in the big leagues, uh, hitting the mid thirties. Yeah, here. He, he's yeah, he's pretty awesome. He knows a lot. 
Yeah, for sure. So next year, 2013, two years ago. So a month and a half at Wilmington. And then Northwest Arkansas, your control, I mean, what, 11 walks and 103 and two-thirds innings. So your Northwest Arkansas Pitcher of the Year, you know, that summer down in Arkansas. You know, I, people seem to always like playing down there. What do you remember about the Texas League? Oh, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was, uh, I feel like it was a lot of humid weather, more than what I was used to. Mm-hmm. To uh, feeling uh, out in California, but um, you know, again, just the, playing with a bunch of group, a, a group of guys that you know love the game, love to be competitive, love to win, and uh, and you know, what more can you ask for when you want to go out there and get better? Is to be be surrounded by guys that are trying to do the same thing, and and I feel like that that's kind of what you know, my group that. I've come up with the Royals, and I know that you know my good buddy John Land. He was a couple years ahead of me. He said that the same thing with him and Moose and Haas and all them uh, Dice and Kane, and and they were all you know they all came up and just loved playing the game, and and uh, so that's what I felt. I really started feeling at home in Double A was when everybody was out. You know, I was just seemed to be a fun year. I love that park too. Like you, you got like the cows beyond the NFL. Doesn't it kind of remind you a little bit of Omaha? I mean, Omaha's bigger, obviously, but kind of the same setup a little bit. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I I like the uh, the bullpens on the opposite foul line mm-hmm. or the foul poles. Yeah, they're still still on right and left field, but um, oh, I do remember seeing a lot of home runs that year though too with Fields. I think he. I don't even know how many he hit, but like ten thousand. <laughs> Yeah, and then we had the All Star game, and that was good too. See a bunch of guys come in and do well. So. Yeah, the, I'm sure as a pitcher, you probably didn't love the Texas League bandbox ballparks there, but you, you persevered yeah. through it. So now, last yeah. year, then, so you're like like we said, uh, Omaha and KC both. Let's start with Omaha last year. So your Storm Chasers pitcher of the year, uh, second in the PSL or PCL, PCL and wins, and then seventh in ERA. So I mean, one awesome moment also had to have been that you threw that two hit shutout uh, in the PCL championship game. How special was that for you? Oh, that was um, that was real special. I mean, it seemed like uh, the the second time or the last time I got sent sent back down from KC to Omaha, it really things started really clicking. And you know, second half of the season, guys were getting real comfortable with each other, and and uh, you know, we we had obviously a lot of things clicking for us. But uh, the, the you know the whole year was was great. You know, like I said earlier, met my girlfriend that this past year, and and uh, I mean, Omaha is a good place to. Uh, to reside here to play six months out of the year and and uh yeah. Yeah. Well so your 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 PCL postseason MVP uh, three sparkling playoff starts then. And so obviously AAA is not the big league, so championships aren't quite as well-known and celebrated by fan bases nationally. But, I mean, I- am I right that, I mean, even a AAA championship, that's got to mean a hell of a lot to you and your teammates, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, we pretty much all came up with the same idea in the sense that, you know, guys play for years and and never, you know, get to see this opportunity or get a ring on their finger for for uh, any level and and you know to be one step below the the highest level in the world was uh, definitely a big accomplishment. How do you like that uh, ALCS ring by the way? Uh, that was uh that was real nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was special. Yeah, did you kind of lose your breath when you first got it like, "Oh my god, this thing's nice." Yeah, it was it was for sure surreal. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So now, so last year at the big leagues, then so three different stints. Um, so you get the call to the big leagues for the first time April 5th. You didn't make it in a game that first stint, but I'm sure you remember that first call to the big leagues awfully well. And you know it's still special for you. And when when you think about it, who was it that gave you the news? Where were you at? And how'd you find out the news you were coming up that first time last April? Uh, it was actually the second day of our our uh, Omaha season, and the first day got rained out. So I was in the stands. I was pitching the second game. Uh, but I was in the stands for the second, the first game, and uh, I was just actually I was just sitting there. And I think it was in between innings, and Polberg had been trying to wave me down to come down to the dugout, which normally doesn't happen. So I, I, I kind of was I didn't really know what he wanted, and he said, uh, you know, hey, I don't. It's crazy timing and whatnot, but you got to go pack your stuff and take a drive to Kansas City because you got to be out there for tomorrow's game and. <laughs> That just took me by a huge surprise, and I mean, I just couldn't wait to call my dad, my mom, and all the family, and uh, and tell them the news. But yeah, that was definitely a, a short, fun drive to Kansas City that night. Yeah, I'm sure you had to put crews on so you didn't get lead foot and you know going 100 miles an hour coming down. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, you're here for a few days, and you go back to Omaha, and you know you didn't get in a game, which is disappointing. But then a few weeks later, you're back. So it's May second. Uh, Bruce Chen goes down with an injury, and then your major league debuts at the K against Detroit. So obviously, it didn't go as smoothly as you would have liked that first day. But I mean, that first day is it still special when you look back at it? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, that was my first time I, you know, touched touched the major league mound and and faced major league hitters, you know, during regular season, not being spring training and. Uh, and it, it took a little bit to just, you know, get it all in and, and figure out actually where I was because it was crazy just watching the TV and, and seeing all these guys growing up and now all of a sudden you're actually standing on the mound that you've been watching TV for the last 15 years. And um, once that kind of settled in, I realized I was pitching against the Tigers and they were like the hottest team in baseball at the time. And... uh I mean, that first inning went well, so I came in, and I think we were down 3 nothing. and Ned goes, yeah, you know, you can go back out, and we're going to get you a win. So I said, okay, cool. We don't score any runs. I go back out, and I think I, I think I give up six or something like that. Home run to my one of my favorite players of uh, all time, Toy Hunter. So <laughs> wasn't too bad, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but the loss. Well, you, you could look back someday and, you know, chuckle more about it. And then so – you know, you, you went back down to Omaha after that game. Then you're right back, though, at the end of May again. So your first big league start at Toronto, obviously, that's got to be you know a, a tough day for you. Everyone knows your control is really good, and, and that was just – I'm sure it felt like for you like being in the middle of a bad dream, right? You just couldn't wake up from it. I mean, how hard was that day for you? How long did it take you to get over that? Because I'm sure you had to have just been heartbroken after that one, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it – I really got over it until I I uh, got the chance again the other day here mm-hmm. with Kansas City because uh, – that was the last time I got to show basically what I had, and that was that's not what I had, you know. So that was just a pretty rough, uh, rough day for me for sure. Yeah, I remember, dude. I, you know, from watching you all these years in the minor leagues, I remember just feeling, you know, like crap, and I wasn't even the one pitching. I'm like, man. So, and you know, we're all glad you got through that, and I'm sure you learned a lot from that too, though, right? So you come back up this year. I mean, did that kind of teach you some lessons, and maybe make you a little more hungry, or maybe make you pitch with a little more conviction after that? Just say, what the hell, I'm going to go and attack these hitters even more now. Is that kind of how you felt after that? Uh, definitely. Um, I think you hit it on the head when you said conviction as well. I feel like that's my big word, and. Uh... And I finally feel like I started to figure out what that means and how to how to use that. And 
you know, the Toronto and the and even the Detroit outing was uh, was a little premature in the sense that I, my stuff was there, but my mind wasn't. And uh, you know, the conviction has definitely changed changed my mind and outlook on on what I'm what my job is on the mound and what I have to do. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, get the get the worst out of the way first. Yeah, for sure. Well, so you won two, three this past Saturday against the Yankees. I was sitting there watching you right behind the dish. So I've seen you a few times, like I said. I'm, I'm not some expert scout, but it seemed like it was the best I'd seen your fastball command. Just the tail on the movement. I mean, do you? And if you look, the most encouraging thing to me, looking at your numbers this year, is the strikeout numbers. The strikeout numbers are way up. I mean, you're you're well above a strikeout per inning. I mean, do you feel like do you feel like your stuff's a tick better and more refined, or is it honestly just all mental? I mean, is it that simple? No, I think it does. It, it's a little bit of both. I mean, I think my stuff has gotten a little bit better because my mind is allowing me to get it to, to help it get better. And, you know, with the conviction at the very last second, you know, uh, throwing throwing the pitch with everything you got and uh, with everything you got and, and letting them know that, you know, here it is, hit it or don't hit it. But at the end of the day, I'm going to make this pitch to my best ability and I'm going to, you know, hopefully, hopefully, good things happen, and and uh, that's what I've been trying to do here lately. Who are some of the veteran pitchers in KC that have kind of taken you under their wing and given you some advice and helped you throughout the years? Um, Bruce Chet actually was definitely a guy that, when he was around, he was uh, definitely a good guy to have. Um, took not to a couple basketball games and had a little conversations with him here and there. Um, Dusty, as of late, Madsen. Uh, it's been more recently because, you know, obviously I've been up, called up a little bit more, but spring training's a little bit more different of an atmosphere. And guys are trying to make teams, so they're really, you know, obviously the same nice guys, but they're just, you know, they're fighting for a job. So, um, and, yeah, and... Oh, sorry. I was gonna say. Well, if, if for a lot of people, you know, know a lot about your name. They they follow you, but we haven't seen you for long enough stretches. So a lot of KC fans who haven't seen you throw in the minor leagues, remind them, you know, where you sit and top out at, what pitches you throw, and all that good stuff. Um. Well, I mean, I got a four seam that's anywhere from you know eighty nine at the beginning of the game to ninety five, ninety six at the end, and uh, two seam that's around ninety, ninety one, and curveball. That's usually the get me over strike pitch. Um, and then I got a slider as well from more of an out pitch to a righty, and uh, and then a circle change to as more of an out pitch to a lefty that I feel is probably one of my best pitches that I got. Is, is any one of those your strikeout pitch that's helped with those numbers this year? Um, yeah, well, I mean, actually I feel like the fastball, you know, the, hmm. the fastball command and finishing guys with fastballs has helped me this year um, in locating that versus, you know, not locating the first two or three pitches and then you don't you don't even get the two strikes to try to put a guy away and then, you know, if you, if you pitch backwards and all of a sudden you finish them with a fastball, sometimes they get surprised by that. And, and I feel like it's been my fastball and probably my change-ups. You know, like I said, my change-ups to a lefty and slider to a righty. Very cool. Well, last few questions for you, kind of getting to know you better. Uh, your random questions here. So, I mean, when you're not playing ball, what do you do for fun away from the baseball field? Uh, avid fisherman. Um, love fishing, love cars. And... Uh, Usually hanging out with my dog too. Yeah, <laughs> and I now I saw somebody tweeting you a picture or something of you in the in the whole video game. Is it cooler for you having your own baseball card or being in a video game? Uh, 
I think it's a video game for sure. I yeah. mean, I feel like all little kids grew up playing, wanting to play video games and wanting to be the guy in the video game and always creating ourselves. And and now I can. It was just a. It was a trip to be able to turn on the video game and I'm already there and I don't have to create myself. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, it, yeah. The control. I think you got pretty good rating on the control too, so that's good to know that they're on top yeah. of it. So uh, yeah. la- last two questions for you. Your favorite baseball movie is there a one that sticks out? I actually I didn't really watch too many baseball movies growing up. I would, uh, I mean, I know I watched Summer Catch, which wasn't really a baseball movie, but I love that one, dude. Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, I mean, they it, it had some baseball in it. When the concession stand gets on fire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's some crazy. The Chatham things happening there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you never pitched in? Did you pitch? You didn't pitch in the COD, did you? Or in summer league like that ever? No, I didn't. I don't think so. It was, uh, yeah, it was just uh, summer leagues out in California, a couple of local ones. That's cool. Well, last thing for you, man. You know, in summary, what would you like to say uh, to all Royals fans listening right now? Uh, just continue to follow me and expect good things. I mean, um, you guys have just just barely got to see what what I've got to offer, and hopefully, uh, I'll be back shortly. I think I'm pretty sure you will at some point, hopefully sooner than later. And, uh, you know, thanks so much for all your time, man. Thanks for hanging in there and battling through everything and for all the years you've given to the Royals. And hopefully we'll be talking to you uh, for years to come and see you back up here soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Take care. Have a good night. All right. You too.